0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding, and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I remember when I was pregnant with my first child, someone saying to me, it's not labor people should be thinking about, it's what comes after. It probably didn't help that it was a man telling me this, but at the time I was terrified of labor so I didn't really appreciate the advice. But new mums today face a lot more uncertainty around both labour and the weeks after labour, given the social restrictions in place under COVID-19. Diane Zalitis is a midwife and clinical lead of Pregnancy, Birth and Baby, a National Australian Government service. Their helpline has been receiving many calls from concerned parents-to-be and new parents, and she joins me now. Hi, Diane. How are you? What's the current situation for pregnant women? Do they get any face-to-face support prior to labour?
1: They do. They will still The number of antenatal visits or pregnancy care visits may well be slightly less depending on who you are and, and your need, but you'll still have the same um, relationship and checkups with your doctor or your midwife if you're in an antenatal clinic or a private midwife. And for women who are already pregnant and have already made those connections, are already having care. We've been in this COVID-19 situation for long enough that most most of those women will know the situation, will know the processes. But for for women who are now just pregnant, um, haven't had perhaps their first um, checkup at 12 weeks, you know, you you will be wondering kind of what to do and where to go. And your your first point of call is always the same. Check in with your GP. Um, they will often refer you on to where you need to go. If if you've had a baby before and you have a midwife that you know, a private midwife, then get back in touch with them and they will let you know and and your local hospital will let you know what their process is because it will be different across the country depending if you're going to one of the large major tertiary hospitals or you're living in a, a country town and it's your little local maternity unit. So everyone will have a slightly different process, um, but the midwives will know what it is. They've been doing this now for seven, nearly eight weeks, it feels like, so, or, or if not longer. So
0: um, they'll
1: be able th- to give you the exact detail for your situation.
0: Now, it makes me think about when I was pregnant with my baby. The first time around, we actually did our antenatal co- classes across a couple of months with other pregnant women, and that group became my mother's group, and I found that kind of – group of women, such a support for me and such a comfort because I spent time with them. You know, I'm thinking about how we used to sit in our midwife's room and she had candles on and tea and we talked about everything. Um, And it was such a nurturing environment. And it makes me feel really sad that I know not everyone chooses to do their antenatal classes that way, but it makes me feel quite sad that women are missing out on that opportunity now. And I'm wondering with your call centre, have you found women missing that uh, face-to-face connection with other women while they're pregnant?
1: across the board we have yes and you're right the antenatal classes is it's it, it's a it's, particularly for your first baby it's a great time to make those connections and and those have had to stop because of social distancing and and the group rules um for one of a better way to describe that the group rules so um but yeah and we've had calls from pregnant mums and even and new mums just this sense of having to really go it alone at the moment, you know, um, you don't have the same feeling of support. Now, some of those group rule things have relaxed, so things are starting to shift, so you can have two adults and children come to visit. So that is shifting now. Um, But while we're in the midst of it, that was quite a significant concern um, for, for parents and for pregnant women.
0: Because I think, I mean, when you're pregnant, you are still sort of having your life is quite normal. You know, you're still socialising, you're still catching up with people. And so I imagine that is probably what everyone's experiencing, pregnant, pregnant or not, that isolation with the strict social distancing rules. Now, when you come home with a new baby, even though you may have lots of support, it can be a really isolating time anyway how are you finding new mums are coping once they're home
1: Uh, it's been quite challenging for a lot of our callers so we've had callers call us up um and they're home with a 12 hour old but the baby's only 12 hours old so it's you haven't even clocked over day one and it's you know not unusual questions to be asking it's like are they with their sleeping with their feeding you know kind of what do we do and even sometimes just looking for that that human voice contact on the phone um, for that reassurance. Um, But it is, and for for a lot of women at the minute, and again, it will vary from hospital to hospital, but they are certainly given the option and often encouraged to go home earlier because your home is is the safest place from catching the coronavirus. Um, Whereas maternity units have got great processes in place to protect you, Um, you know, you're still, when you're coming and going near and around crowds, it's never, ever a good thing or not crowds, but people um, in a hospital environment, then, you know, um, it's all, your home is the environment that you're safest in from an infection control point of view, which is why that happens. But we have had lots of calls around that. Yeah.
0: So just going back a step, you mentioned there about the hospitals and um, sending the, the mums home early. I have read that some women are concerned about going to hospital, have their baby and so they're actually asking more about home births. Have you had those sorts of queries?
1: We've had a few of those queries yeah I think a lot more of them have probably gone through to the Midwives Australia people and the the college and trying to find um, home birth stuff but we've had um, a lot more um, readership of our pages of it on the website and our COVID-19 and pregnancy which talks about birthing. Um, It's and i guess that was coming from in the early days from that real fear around where where should i be if it's if we get like the rest of the world has got is 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 where is actually the safest place the safest place for you to give birth is in the and if you've already got these arrangements in place are the arrangements that you have in place so if you already have a relationship with your hospital with your midwife with your the doctor that you're seeing they already know your history and they have all infection control procedures in place to protect you and keep you and your baby safe. And the same even for, and you may have seen, there was a news article that went around a few weeks ago, a mum who was um, positive for coronavirus, who had a baby and they kept her together her and a baby together in the, in, in the hospital. Whereas overseas, all of the talk have been they should be separated and we did that slightly different and it was all fine. And so mums can breastfeed. Um, and it's the same if you've got a cold or if you've got the flu, if you've got um, a cold sore on your face, you wear a mask, you're very careful with your hand washing. Um, the same as what we're telling you to do anyway, but before you touch your baby so that you're not trans. And these coronavirus is transferred by touching by picking it up on your hands, touching your face, touching something. So it's, it's your hand. So if you can become quite obsessive in hand washing and hand sanitising, that's that's your best friend.
0: There were some concerns that um, hospital staff on the maternity wards would be reduced if the need was great enough in our other areas of the hospital and that they wouldn't be able to transfer back and forth because of that risk of infection. Do we know if we've got enough people on the maternity wards to support the mums
1: look i believe we do i think they have everything now in place for their icu units and their ventilators and and their staff for that um and so the and maternity is the one area that they're not able to um cancel if you like it's like elective surgery (laughs) you can't cancel birth it's like they're just going to come in labor and they might and you're not even going to reduce things like inductions and caesareans for knee, like at the end of, end of not even the end of the day, the end of your nine months, baby has to be born. Like we have, we can't really, that has to happen. That's just it. <laughs> so um, the staff would be still prioritised to be there and you want to have your very skilled staff around in maternity for that. So it's one area of the hospital that would be isolated off and would continue to function as it is because its activity levels, to use a hospital term, would remain
0: the same these women that you 're finding are calling the um, pregnancy birth and baby line in the initial part of coming home. What would you say to women now that so that you know they, they can receive that comfort from your voice now when they pick up the phone? what is it that you would tell those mums in terms of how to care for a new baby when you get home?
1: Oh, I, we would um, always start off by assuring them that they they actually do know. Like you, if you listen to your gut, you know you know what's going on with your baby, and you go, mm. you're not going to hurt them. In no way, shape, or form, you're going to do the wrong thing. Um, but there's also loads and loads of help and support. So whether it's a breastfeeding question, the Australian Breastfeeding Association have their counsellors. They have counsellors on their phone 24 hours a day. So if you've got any breastfeeding concerns, you're home in those first few days, you don't know if what baby's doing is right. If it's hurting, should it not be hurting? Um, Are they feeding as often as they should be or too often? There's also Panda, which is for um, any anxiety and depression, and they, again, have counsellors and psychologists on the phone for support. Um, We also have, have on our Pregnancy, Birth and Baby website, our homepage, has got lots of information related to COVID-19 and pregnancy, birthing, being home that first day. We have got a whole page that links off to whole other resources, even simple things like how to change an nappy, how to bath your baby, how to wrap them, how to hold them, settling, all of those early things that you would have learned if you were there for those first few days that the midwives would have went through with you. We've also got some other fun stuff on there on how to survive social isolation with your kids and games and, and, you know, things like that to kind of be at home and how to to get through this time.
0: Well, Diane, I'm going to put links up to that and to the other groups that you mentioned. Thank you so much for talking to us today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much for, I mean, I hope... I apologise. My apologies for the internet disruptions. We can do nothing with that, can we really?
0: Not really, no. That was Diane Zalitis, midwife and clinical lead of Pregnancy, Birth and Baby. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch email me at feedplaylove at See you next time.